And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. We should thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language and mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rock stars they are, and God bless them for that. I'm Chris. I'm also Chris. And we are your friends with benefits. Hashtag FWB Podcast. I always think there's more to that intro than there actually is. So do I. I always, like... I always expected to um, keep going like once the vocals for the song would start. Yeah. But it doesn't? No, it certainly does not. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, now's my time to talk. So <laughs> now I got to intro the show. Because as the intro says, I am Chris. I'm still also Chris, even though I sound like I'm on a phone today. It, it, also, Chris, farting through a walkie-talkie this week. <laughs> he is farting through a walkie-talkie, and you know what? It smells like a bunch of farts got in a fight. It's true. That's how you know it's an all-new episode of the number one highest-rated. It's not even close, man. It's a there's a large margin. TN2M show all across the entire network. Number one biggest merch mover. I caught it last week because T Public, uh, as soon as we got done talking about it, like the next day, they sent out a text that was like, hey, up to 35% off everything. And I was like, boom, we're sending out this tweet telling everybody. Uh, to well, get... for now, we're sending out tweets. Yeah, we got more about that here in a minute because I got to talk about the, uh, the all the good stuff that we've done this week uh, that has, uh, if you if you haven't been following our social media first of all shame on you but before we get there shame yeah for uh, see look at that you had one job to do man and that was just to hold the phone up to your face hole and that's all right that's all right and we also are your favorite podcasts favorite podcast they told us so Today, they signed up for our newsletter, which we're going to get to here momentarily. We are your friends with benefits, baby. Baby. And, man, it's a big week here at the uh, FWB Podcast Worldwide Headquarters. Uh, oh, did someone finally change the toilet paper roll? No, well, they, they, they changed it, but they're doing the incorrect behind the roll versus in front of the roll, which is the correct way. So I've started doing behind the roll, and I have to oh explain God, to you why. why. I've got to explain to you, man. Uh, I saw a picture of, they were like, hey, do you know what can hide under if you do the over? And it's a fun, they were like, spiders. And I was like, okay, so uh, under forever. Oh, yikes. Don't like spiders. Uh, spiders. Um, Yeah, that's not not okay. Um, 
I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, big, <laughs> big week here at the uh, the HQ. If you have not been to tn2mshows.com, you can go there now. And hold on, where's the, where's the, yeah, you can go to, uh, our website has officially launched, tn2mshows.com. Our engineers were hard at work getting uh, the website up and running where you can find all of the information about all of our shows. You can meet all of the hosts, well, almost all of them. I'm still waiting for a bio that I feel like, well, I don't want to say that. Never mind. We're waiting for one bio, but... Um, all of the links work. Everything is great. You can find out. You can get direct links to all the shows, so you can get caught up with your favorite show. Or if you are car already caught up with us, you can find some of the the lesser shows on there and uh, wait for us to have another episode. So that's good. Uh, you can find out, you know, about a couple secret projects that we've been keeping under wraps for now, but they're on the website. Uh, we have information about our live shows and how you can book a live show. Uh, we also have on the homepage, on tn2mshows.com right now, you scroll all the way to the bottom, there's a form there. When What you do is you put in your name, you put in your email address in there, and you hit submit or whatever the button says. I don't remember. And I can actually pull it up right now. I should just... I should just speak. Uh, in fact, yeah, it says submit down there at the bottom. You put your name, you put your email address, and what happens is you get put on the email newsletter. Now, we're not going to spam you on all the newsletter. Yep. Maybe once every maybe three weeks, month, you're going to get a summary of some of the highlights of, of uh, across the shows, and we're going to keep putting in exclusive shows that you can only get on the, as, as being a part of the newsletter uh, if you're on the email list, we got, um, you know, email list exclusive, um, you know, you'll get the news first. We'll talk about upcoming live shows. We'll talk about, uh, uh, all kinds of stuff coming up, uh, launch dates for certain things that, uh, other people won't know about for a while, but also exclusive content because the Patreon no more because we're moving those exclusive shows onto the email newsletter so now you can get extra stuff and it won't even cost you a dime you can just you just put in your name your email address you hit submit you're done we can't make it any easier for you it's easier than wiping your ass that's true because the question is do you go back to front do you go front to back i don't know it's complicated. You know what's not complicated? Name, email address, submit. You're going to get an instant reply back welcoming you on uh, and giving you the rundown about all the different things that you can expect from our email newsletter straight from your friends at iheartstamos at gmail.com, baby. You can put a fake email address or a fake name in. Don't put a fake email address. You put a no. fake name, but you have to remember it's going to come, everything's going to come to that. So if you want to put your That's name true. in as Harvey, as Harvey Fartman, you can. That's true. Uh, my favorite, my favorite fake name ever. Uh, did I ever tell you about the, uh, the, the Lowe's return? No. Okay. So my old roommate who we don't talk anymore, I feel like I can tell this story. It's hilarious. He decided one year for Halloween that he was going to go as a Dr. Robotnik. And so he decided that he was going to build everything. 
he was going to build like the little like the like the flying like the little flying thing that he's in and all that shit right so he goes to lowe's and buys like buys 10 times more supplies than he's ever going to need and he was always like oh yeah the people on the thing they can't see like when you it was when like you it was back in the day when no if you used a credit card no matter what you had to sign your name on the pin pad yeah. And he's like, yeah, I just write whatever. Usually I just write a scribble because they don't know anyway. Like nobody ever sees it. It's fine. But then he got into the habit of he was writing fake names. And <laughs> so then, but like, of course, you know, at, at the time, the person at the register can't see it. Like it just submits it. And what it does, what it does though is it prints, it, it, it prints a copy of it onto the bottom of the receipt. And so he comes back and he's like, oh, yeah, look what I wrote on the receipt. And I see it and I laugh. I think it's funny. And then it comes to the end of Halloween season. And lo and behold, he does not build the Dr. Robotnik outfit. And he has a bunch of stuff he's going to try and return. And so he goes and when he gets there, he has everything and he drops in the bags of the guy's you know, you have your receipt and he pulls out the receipt. And as soon as he starts to hand it to him, he realizes his fatal mistake because on the bottom of the receipt in the scanner, like like in the scan of what he wrote on the pin pad, it says Commander Dick Tits. <laughs> Which is about the funniest thing, and that might be the episode title. Uh Commander Dick Tits. And so the guy just looks at the bottom of the receipt and my roommate he just goes, Yeah. and he gave like he got his money but he got like 12 or 13 dollars back or whatever it was 20 bucks whatever it happened to be but yeah so commander dick tits is quite possibly my favorite made-up name i I like that but i honestly think it's funnier if you go with commander wiener boobs (laughs) well wiener is just a funny word yeah, wiener is a funny word. I like calling people a wiener. Like that that's very that's very um uh like it's very demoralizing to have someone call you a stupid wiener. Oh yeah. Like if you if like somebody's doing something you just go you stupid wiener. Like oh. that that will knock you down a couple pegs, man. <laughs> I like that. I like that probably more than I should. Like... Um Yeah. Commander Dick Tits. Cool, Commander Dick Tits. Commander Dick Tits also sounds like a new Rob Zombie song. Like, you know, he had everybody's fucking in a UFO. So I feel like, you know, or like, you know, it shows the commander of the video for everyone's fucking in a UFO, and that's, uh, um, and that's why, like, you know, the name badge for them says Commander Dick Tits. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Can, can I go ahead and uh, can, can I go ahead and throw out the challenge? Oh, God. Yeah. Can we have a uh, a listener art contest for drawing what Commander Dick Tits would look like? Sure. And... Uh, if we get if we get a, a, a few people to submit your Commander Dick Tits drawings, like we'll give a, a, a prize to whoever finishes first, whoever we vote as first. I'm not I'm not above that. I think that would be funny. 
when you hear the name Commander Dick Tits, what what like and you like if you if everybody out there if you're listening and you're not driving, close your eyes. <laughs> Just close your eyes. If you're driving, do not close your eyes, but close your eyes. And I'm just going to say Commander Dick Tits. And you just draw whatever comes into your mind when I say that. There's no wrong answer. I feel like Commander Dick Tits is like a serious version, but then like Commander Wiener Boobs <laughs> is like a... Uh... It's like the, the Star Trek Mirror Universe. Yeah. Where it's like, it's the same guy just with a goatee. Or like the overly animated, like super cartoonish version. Yeah. Do you think Commander Dictates is the one guy that can take Herbert Dinglemeyer down? Oh no, no, no Do one th- can take down Herbert Dinglemeyer. Are they like? Are they enemies? Like, are they? Are they enemies? I don't I know. Maybe. Uh, we're we're building out our universe here. I like it. We're building out the universe. Uh, also, if you saw on the Twitter machine, you, I'm about to do this, and I'm probably going to rupture something on my inside, so we're going to go ahead and get this done. Uh, oh yeah, before we get into what we're really here to talk about, I, I saw the 12-pack first, and now I'm getting smart because I will not commit to a 12-pack of a gimmick soda. I have to get the 20-ouncer because I, I, I know it's... I know the 20-ouncers are overpriced, but I can't in good conscience buy 12 cans of something that I... It's littered, legitimately a gamble that I'm probably going to lose because the, the, whatever the specialty drink is, it's probably not going to be good enough that I'm going to want a full 12-pack of it. So I had to wait a few days, but I finally found the 20-ounce of the, the Christmas Mountain Dew, which is Fruit Quake which is Mountain Dew with a blast of artificial fruitcake flavor. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's a picture of it on the Twitter at TN2MPodNet. And just to, to prove to prove that it's legit. Oof. There we go. Oof. All right, it's open. Uh, I really want to smell it first. I, I've been going back and forth on smelling versus just having and I don't know. I'll let you decide. Should I smell it first or should I just go for it? Oh, no. Give me the sniff test. All right. Sniff test. Here we go. All right. Sniff test. Ooh, that does not smell good. Okay. It smells like, okay. Well, it's fruitcake Mountain Dew. What the fuck were you expecting? If, 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 okay. It smells like, it smells like if cherries could go stale. That's kind of what oh, the smell God. is like. It's like a stale cherry, like cherry that's kind of like a, like a funk hanging in the air. Like that's the kind of cherry that I'm talking about. It's not like a fresh ripe cherry. It's like they're kind of at the end of their their days. Like they're they're stale, man. Ooh, it's very like like really 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 off brand fruit punch kind of smell. Oh. Yeah, it's like that that fruit punch where you, you don't know what it is, but it's going to stain your upper lip for two days. Mm. That's the one. All right, here we go. Now, you know the rules. Uh, I'm going to give it a score 1 to 100 initial, just where it's going to go. Just, I'm just... going to take a drink, but I want to make a guess before you... All right. uh, 
All right, here we go. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you guess. I'll, I'll let you get take a guess, but here we go. I'm going to drink it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. And I remember my, 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 my policy basically is uh, if I like it, it's going to be above 50. If I don't like it and wouldn't get it again, it's going to be less than 50. 50 is like... You know the the good bad barometer. So go ahead and make yeah, your guess. Twenty three. Oh oh okay. Oh, I had to get a second one just to make okay. Oh yeah, you're not far off. Thirty eight. Ooh, this is not good. I would not get this again. Uh, probably will not be finishing that. I'm putting the cap back on as tight as I can for the rest of this show. So I am probably <laughs> not having any more of this show. Just to throw that out there for what that's worth, uh, do not recommend. Uh, would not get that again. That is a miss. Mountain Dew, oh, gross. That's that's bad. That is bad. It's just like a mishmash of, oh, the aftertaste is also really bad. I feel like also this will have really disgusting smelling burps. Yeah. I, just, I, just, I get the vibe that the burps on this one are going to be really, really nasty. I, I'm still shocked. I feel 38's honestly 38. like. 38, not good. Yeah, but I mean the way you're describing it, it's it's shit. So I was expecting yeah. less than a qu- the quarter of the. Yeah. Uh... But the uh, problem is like the initial. As soon as you taste it the first time, you're like, "Oh, it's not bad," and then you're like, "Oh yeah, it is bad. It's not great." Yeah, will not buy again. Will not enjoy the rest of this. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Gross. Uh, All right. We need a palate cleanser now. The palate cleanser this week. um, I heard the the sad news about the the Alan Wake remaster. You and I are both huge fans of Alan Wake. Very. And they had said that the, uh, the remaster, the sales for the remaster were lower than they wanted them to be. And I'm just looking right now at my at my Xbox One or not Xbox One, the Xbox uh, Series X that I've like since I bought it in when was it like June? Since I got it in June, I now have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 games. Okay, I got to see if I've got you beat on PS5. Probably do, but that's okay. I'm not, I'm not like, I don't play as much as I got two more pre-ordered, but. Uh, buddy, I think, I think you've got me beat. What? I got the AEW game pre-ordered still for now, but we'll see. I'm at seventeen. Oh, we're neck and neck. It's close. Like that's that's yeah. that's close. Well, um, I, I know I know another game you have pre-ordered. What's that? But 
You definitely have Devil in Me pre-ordered. Oh, yeah, I do have that one pre-ordered. Uh, so I got those two games pre-ordered. Uh, and, but I'm looking at it, and I'm looking... Okay, so of those 19 games, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine... Nine of them, oh, uh, almost half, uh-huh. are games that I are either remastered or they're re-released games that I have on another system. Yeah, um, I know I've got out of out of sight that I can see right now. I I did not double dip on anything. Like I didn't rebuy Ghosts of Tsushima. Um, or anything like that that was that I had on PS4. Sorry, the beer I'm drinking has me burpy. Um, Bet you it doesn't smell like fruitcake. <laughs> no, thank God. Yeah, hallelujah but, on that one. But I do have a few things that are because I the big thing I've tried to do is I've tried to stick with games I'll actually play. And I'm really, really trying to make a concentrated effort to support indie horror on PS5. Yeah. So I've picked up some smaller games like Madison, Phobia, Room 104, Oxide, um, or Oxide is Room 104, In Sound Mind, Tormented Souls, things like that. Uh, but at the same time, and I'm not going to quite go into my like full-on rant yet, but like there's been a lot that's been like but i also have like i bought doki doki literature club a five dollar steam game i paid 20 bucks for um and alan wake i was happy to shell out money for twice uh and i'll tell that real quick have i told i don't even know if you know this yet um so they announced the alan wake reboots three days after i spent money to buy it on uh, Xbox One, the digital version. That's how they get you. Yeah. Well, and it it begs the question of you know where in the world of of re- because there's a bunch more that are still coming. Uh, you know, Dead Space has a a remake or a remaster, whatever they call it. Um. I know there's differences between them, but um, you know, essentially, it's they're redoing the game. Like they're 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 re-releasing it, and they're they're doing a, uh, some improvements on it. Whatever. Um, there's there's several games that still have remasters, remakes, all that stuff coming. Resident Evil is always remaking, remastering, redoing, re-releasing all that. You know where where do you stand on? Are you pro or are you anti remake remaster? In some instances, I'm fine with it. Like redoing Resident Evil two and three, like twenty five year old games, um, to like update the graphics, update you know the cameras where you know you actually had some control over what you could do with the camera, updating like. And making it and basically reintroducing it for a new series, I'm okay with. But like 
And Alan Wake, I'm cool with that, even though it's only like a 10-year-old game, like trying to like bring it back to a new generation and hopefully breathe life back into it after Control, uh, a game made by the same company, was winning like Game of the Year awards and, you know, getting a bunch of like acclaim and praise on PlayStation. Like, cool. Hey, we want to show some love to our, like, you know, our OG project. We want to show some love to um, Alan Wake and try and get it back out there. And uh, it failed again. Um, But I go back and forth. Like, something like Dead Space was super popular when it dropped. And you can still buy digital versions of that on 360. Yeah, you can't play it on a PlayStation because PlayStation's weird about backwards compatibility. Uh, But you can play it on Xbox. You You can literally buy a 360 copy of Dead Space and play it on your Xbox One, your Xbox Series X, or your Xbox 360 if you forgot what a jet engine sounded like. Uh, so I go back and forth. <sighs> some instances I'm totally cool with. Yeah. And some I absolutely fucking hate it. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil 4, I'm glad instead of just re-releasing it for the umpteenth time, it's getting a full-on, like reboot and remaster whatever the hell you want to call it but at the same time like you know the end of the third one the end of the three remaster whatever it is heavily hinted towards code veronica x and we're just skipping over that yeah they don't have time for it anymore i guess um no like i heard a rumor uh, I heard two rumors for like remastering, re-releasing games, and I'm really excited for them if it's true. Okay. First one is the OG PS1 Metal Gear Solid. That'd be tight. And I'm like, that's awesome. Where they're like, you know, they're gonna update the textures and stuff and make it look, you know, like update everything for current gen which i'm for i'm 1000 percent for that uh the other one is the gears of war like the first three gears of war and like update the control like make the control schemes match and like update some of that stuff which i'm also very for yeah um i'm 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 with you like i'm very torn on the re-release, re-remake, redo, all that stuff. Because on one hand, it screams, it's lazy. Because all you're doing is just updating some stuff and sending it out. Like the framework's already there. You're just kind of making it prettier and sending it out the door for a quick cash grab. Some of the games are either way too expensive on the secondary market or yeah they're not backwards compatible so you can't just go and play them uh like the lollipop chainsaw redo i'm for that because that one's very hard like you have to go get your xbox 360 play it like it's you you have to work to play it like you have to really really want to play like i still have my my lollipop chainsaw xbox 360 disc I still got it, but like I have no idea where my Xbox 360 is. Yeah, and so it's one of the games that, for some reason, because of some stupid licensing, it's one of the few 360 games you can't play on a one or a series, or you can't play it on a one or a series console. Yeah, and it, I, it's just very weird and dumb and confusing, and 
Uh, yeah. So I hate that. So you said you had two points. What's your next one? Uh, I also enjoy it when it, if a game is like way too expensive and my my gold standard for that one is when before they did the before Nintendo uh, released the virtual console version of Earthbound. Yeah, because like if you wanted to get a copy of Earthbound, it's like it was like 200 something bucks. And you weren't guaranteed that the battery was going to work for saves. Like you, were, it was kind of a crapshoot. And with them just saying, "Okay, cool," like we're just going to make the virtual console version, and then you can download it for ten bucks. And like it, it makes it easier for people who otherwise wouldn't be able to enjoy that game to enjoy that game. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of that. Uh, I want to talk about the stark difference between Mario's 35th and Zelda's. All right. So Mario gets, you know, Mario gets his 35th anniversary and it gets this like cool Mario 35 free game that you can play on the virtual console or an online, which was actually, I don't know if you ever heard about this. It was a really cool concept. There are 35 players and, uh, Every time you kill an enemy, you get extra time. Every time you and like blah blah blah. Basically, it's 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 battle royale, but Mario, but you're all on separate screens. Oh, I like the that. Thing is, every time I jump on a Goomba or jump on a Koopa and kill them, they get popped over to someone else's screen. And it's just World One, so it's World One through One One through One Four, and they show up in a random order. So, you know, you could be going through. And you get extra time depending on, like, how you kill them. Like, if you have a fire flower and, and, and like, the level of enemy, too. Like, you get, I think it was, like, 15 seconds for killing Bowser, but, like, two seconds for killing a Goomba. But if you kill them with a fire flower, it's, like, four seconds. And if you have, like, a star, everything's, like, five or more. And it was this really cool idea. For some reason, limited time only. Of course, because the fun stuff is only limited time. Oh, and then they did... Uh, you know, this remaster of Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy for Switch. They barely touched the cam- the shitty camera controls from Mario 64. They didn't really... Everyone said that basically Sunshine was the uh, the best one to play because, you know, it just used a regular controller. And didn't and you know by the time the gamecube came out a lot of people were used to dual joystick uh camera controls and things like that Ah, yeah yeah um so you know they had to like downgrade a bunch of stuff for uh galaxy because no one you know you didn't have to use the two um joy cons which have the motion controls but anyway i digress for some reason that game was also only like the physical and digital versions were only available from like september through march that's weird. Yeah. So for again, some stupid reason. So fast forward Zelda's 35th was last year and people were thinking same premise, same idea, same thing. They're going to do three games and a pack and everyone the the vast majority of people were predicting this is it. We're finally going to get an HD console version of ocarina of time yeah it would make sense yeah 
people were the, basically the the train of thought was going um ocarina of time wind waker twilight princess you know kind of the same thing they did 64 gamecube Wii. right instead they were like hey you get skyward sword the the zelda game no one really liked when it came out in 2011 we're putting it out yeah that's oh and work has begun on breath of the wild too but but why though yeah and honestly what i wanted what i wanted more than anything was sorry i feel like i'm about to sneeze Uh uh-oh that's never a good feeling (laughs) there it is um was i wanted the same way they redid um link's awakening i wanted them to do uh link to the past and then one of my all-time favorite handheld zelda games is minish cap so i would have really liked both of those or something like but just here's skyward sword again have fun so it was just like this stark difference between the two things there and you know skyward sword didn't get the limited run treatment it's just you know you can just buy it whenever and i just it just felt lazy which shocker nintendo did something lazily um but you know it's just one of those things where it felt like and i think you're going to agree with me on this there was this vast, overwhelming majority of game companies and game um, like licenses that just feel like, oh, fuck it, uh, just do a remaster. People will buy it anyway. Yeah, like how many Devil May Cry's got redone that didn't really need it? God, how many times have they put out like the the first three now? Yeah, too many. It's it's getting up there to uh, Resident Evil Four, which is the Terminator Two of video games yeah. that has like, or or the Evil Dead of video games, where there's fifty billion releases and there's no real discernible difference between any of them. Yep. But they're just gonna keep shoveling that, and like the, you know, there's that there's that running joke that uh, you know people can make Doom run on anything. Yeah. And I feel like they're really trying to make Resident Evil 4 the new Doom where they're trying to trying to release it on everything so that it can like they're they're trying to see if they can get it to run on everything. Yeah, it's been the, there was even some like shitty mobile version of Resident Evil 4 back in like the day I was watching some video that was talking about all the versions of horror games you weren't aware of. Yeah. Um, so I want to backtrack to Dead Space for a minute too, because I also want to touch on uh how you feel about the idea of like a spiritual sequel to games, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about one of my most hated things in all of uh horror and gaming here in just a minute, but we'll we'll get there when we get there. Um, because not only is Dead Space getting a re- uh, a remaster. Six weeks before that happens, it's getting a spiritual successor called the Callisto Protocol. Yeah, that does look pretty cool, though. I will give them that. It does, but at the same time, it's a lot of the same fucking game. Yeah, it's pretty similar. And I'm I'm not I'm not dissing it or anything like that. It might be fantastic. I'm not dropping seventy bucks on it, but. 
like are both of those needed was was the dead space remaster in response to the Callisto protocol how are they coming out so close together like what is the piss poor planning happening here this is uh, uh observe and report and Paul Blart mall cop all over again mm-hmm. this is that's, that's what that is this is uh the illusionist and the prestige yeah this is it this is like the yeah where there's the two of them really close together and you're trying to trying to get some of that confusion money i think well the the de- people have been clamoring for the dead like for a dead space something for a long time yeah I never played the third one, but I heard that that was basically when the studio took over and wanted to make it more action-adventure. So I've heard... I know the first two are great. Yeah, the first two are awesome. The third one leaves a lot to be desired. It has a weird two-player option. Yeah, I know it had a a weird co-op mode. Yeah, it's it's odd. Like, it it is really weird, like, how they do that co-op. I think I used it once. Did not enjoy it never did it again uh i think i don't even think i finished dead space 3 because it was just not nowhere near as good because the first one was game changer the second one was a masterpiece and then the third one well it sure was yeah it's it's a fucking thing uh it's it's a fucking thing that's yeah. it. So I, um, like, I, I'm honestly, I'm of the, I'm of the camp of instead of wasting time doing a remaster, redo, whatever, like just make the stuff backwards compatible. Yeah. Or again, like there, there's certain stuff that would be awesome, like. You know, to to backtrack, like a fucking up twenty five years later, an updated graphics ocarina of time would be fucking sweet. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you, like backwards compatibility. Like, you know, there were so many rumors when the PS five dropped that it was going to be backwards compatible with PS one, two, and three, which would have been. I mean, I still have one. I was still going to buy one anyway, but it still would have made it like. I would have been trying a lot harder in the first year to get one than I did. If I'd been able to like, you know, if they made it backwards compatible with PS3 and if I'd been able to go out and pick up a copy of Lollipop Chainsaw on PlayStation 3 and put it in my PS5 and have it run. Yeah. At up, at up, Because a lot of like the thing a lot of people don't realize is there's an upscale for graphics anyway. Right. Yeah, there is. There's 100%. Yeah, if you put a copy of, and I don't know why I know this, but if you put a copy of Crimson Skies from the original Xbox in your Xbox Series X, it's gonna look better. Yeah, and like I would, I would, lo- I would rather have, and, and you know, it's just they don't do that because that way they they can sell you more games. Like it's of course yeah. it's of course a scam, but like give me the option of. You know, do you want to play the original version or do you want to play with the, you know, enhancements that the updated technology will give you? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it just, it, it, that stuff drives me crazy where it's, it's like you could very easily 
you could very, very easily allow this to happen and make it so that when I put that disc in, it's going to work, but they just choose not to. And I understand there are some licensing issues. I know a lot of the reason Alan Wake wasn't available on virtual console. And I think lollipop chainsaw was the same thing was those licenses with the bands on the soundtrack only go for X amount of time. Right. And then record labels or the bands themselves, depending on the situation, just have a tendency to like, be like, Oh, well you had this for, uh, you know, six, seven years. Um, you know, we're going to charge you quadruple now if you want to keep it going. Right. So, you know, what do you really do in that situation? So let me, let me ask one thing, because the Callisto project, or Callisto, however the fuck you're supposed to say it, or protocol, is kind of a different animal because it's been done by some of the people that worked on the original Dead Space. Um, to talk about our favorite not-horror horror game, um, PT. You know, I have very strong feelings about PT and whether or not I think it actually counts as a game. The answer is no, because it's not. It's a teaser. That's true. It has had, I think, Allison Road was supposed to be one that got canceled, but it still had like two or three across PC and console, um, quote unquote, spiritual successors. One of them is this game called Visage. And... You know, it, it's even Madison, uh, probably one of my favorite games of the year that I've played, is very like, you're in this house, something weird is following you, something weird is happening, ghosts. And it just feels like, cool. Like, yeah, these games are creepy, yeah, they're fun, but at the same time, like, did you have to fucking dick ride? Like, is that really all you could do? Yeah... So I, I, I feel weird about the spiritual successor thing in that sense that it's like, it's not really, you're just taking their concept and doing something with it. You're in a house, it's haunted, go. Yeah, that's, that's the, that's the, you know, like when you have a, a very popular movie or a movie that does something really well, and then you have a, a million movies pop up that have the same kind of thing. Yeah. And you're like, just stop, like, do something original. Like, even if you have the same kind of premise, put a better, put a, put a different spin on it. Yeah. Um, or, like, make it your own. Yeah. Like, I, I think Allison wrote, I think part of the reason it didn't come out is I think they got sued by Konami. Yeah, that could happen. Because that shit was basically just a full-on wannabe like a full-on wannabe of like just god damn what am i trying to say it was a full-on wannabe pt yeah well that's like uh chroma squad which is super fun uh they had to put in uh inspired by super sentai or they were going to get like that that was the how they got out of getting sued and then uh summer camp was a uh was it was is what Friday the 13th the game started as but it yeah. was so close that they got sued 
And so then it ended up that, that ended up being the best thing for him because in getting sued, they ended up having a chance to actually use the license uh, and make a better game. But well, better is a word for yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, Summer Camp would have been Summer Camp would have died a lot sooner because nobody would have bought that shit. Yeah, it would have been like me and five other people. But Dead Rising had to put a not affiliated with George A. Yeah. Romero's Dawn of the Dead on the on the cover of the game. Zombies in a mall. Who would have thought that people would get him confused? Yeah. But yeah, so there are some games that they, they come really, really close. Uh, and uh, it's like you can come up with your own original idea if you want. Now, Dead Rising kind of like leaned into it and became their own thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there's a, at least at least a couple of those games are really really fun, but I know it gets a lot of shit, but I love the fourth one. Yeah, that does get a lot of shit. There's a couple of those games that get a lot, and it's not really justified because they do a lot of super fun stuff in there, and they they really kind of take what you would expect that game to be and kind of turn it upside down. And do some really fun, innovative things with it. But then also there are some that are just terrible. Yep. So it's very hit or miss. But, you know, that's that's the way it goes with stuff like that is, you know, you have to... They're, they're, they're always on that line because you can't, you know, you, you can't lean too heavily into what everybody knows and follow into those tropes because then you're going to get sued. But you can't make it too different because that's not what people want. So, like, when you pick stuff like that, that's a very dangerous road to go down. Yeah, it is. Because you've already got a certain expectation that you have to fucking follow. Right. And if you don't live up to that, it's like, cool. Well, this was an epic failure. Right. And you're like, I'm not trying to be the official game of whatever, but... You know, it kind of like Dead Rising. It's like you can't have a lot of overlap with what happened in uh, Dawn of the Dead because you're like, if we do, we get sued. But if you don't have some of that iconic stuff, then people are going to hate it. And they'll be like, well, how come you didn't put this in? It's like, because I'm trying to make money, not give it all to somebody else. Yeah. I completely fucking agree. So yeah, that that's a that's a very dangerous line. Um I do think that we're in like the the remake remaster bubble has kind of burst. Uh I I I think people are starting to see through them and the problem is you get for every good one that you get, for every, you know, Alan Wake remaster that's really fun and it's really good, uh when they did the uh, the updated Nathan Drake trilogy. Yeah, that was awesome because they added some stuff to it, and it was it was worth getting. You for every one of those, you get a Ghostbusters the game remastered, mm-hmm. which was obviously just a piss poor cash grab that they they made all these promises and then people bought it and then they were like deuces were out. So. It's tough because, you know, you have to you have to balance like, okay. And like I, I bought the uh the Tony Hawks Pro Skater one and two mm-hmm. uh for Series X and dude, I love it. Like it's amazing. Uh it's it's everything that I wanted it to be. I paid 
like 20, 25 bucks for it. And I got so much more than that out of it. Just the nostalgia factor. I like, I, I think I got pretty much to the exact same point that I did when I had the game originally. Uh, and I was like, I'm satisfied now. Uh, yeah. I'm still bad at it, but it's still fun to play. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm dog shit. But it's it's so fun to um, uh, be going through some of these levels while uh, When Worlds Collide plays because like there's nothing that beats that. So like for every one of those where it's like they obviously really care about making it a good experience, you have the bullshit like Ghostbusters the the game remastered or the 45th resident evil four remaster that you're just like, why do we need to do this? And like one of my biggest complaints about resident evil is, you know, they took village and they had this entire fucking story that they wanted to tell with the winters family. And what, two years after release, they're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to end our winter story saga with DLC for a game that's over a year and a half old now. Yeah, like way to go out with a whimper on that one. Yeah, because uh, I sold my copy of it and ask me if I'm going to buy another one to play that. I feel like the answer is going to be no, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Hey, are you going to buy another copy of that? Sure aren't. That's what I sure. thought. Yeah, not happening. No. Now, if they come out tomorrow and they say, oh, yeah, by the way, here's your Metal Gear Solid remaster. Yeah, you're probably going to get me. You're going to get me on that one. Um, and like, see, my problem is as soon as they started to do all these remasters, my mind immediately went to the ones that I want that I know I can never have. Oh, I got to hear. What are they? Like, I'm like, you know, because, you know, like the number one remaster that I would friggin love. I want the controls to be the same. I want the gameplay to be the same. I just want the graphics to be updated a little bit. Give me mm -hmm. some uh, Smackdown. Here comes the pain. Yes, sir. Give me some friggin, you know, Smackdown. Just bring it. But I'm like that roster. You can't have. I mean, you'd have four people on it if you try to do it today like that. So yeah, you have licensing and right. So it's like, yeah, that shit would never work. But I'm like, those are the kind of games that I had. So those are the ones I want. And I'm like, I have to let go of that because I'm like, I, I just have to buy a PS2 and start getting these games back because that's the only way I'm ever going to be able to play them. I can also send you my cousin's workaround to turn a raspberry or to attach a Raspberry Pi to a PS2 and run games through that. Well, I don't know why you haven't already. I'll have to ask him. We, we, that's a conversation we can have. Yeah, yeah. I need um, um, I need to go to that. Uh, I think there's a game exchange in town, and they have a a good uh, PS2 selection. But I need to find a PS2 that's not overpriced because people know that that's what that's what you want. And yeah. I just I I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay what they're asking for for PlayStation twos. Like, let me see, let me see what the eBay going rate is for a PS two. Like, right. If I was to look up just a PS two console, let's see how much like, I'm not paying 200 bucks for a PS two. Like, I hate to tell you, I'm not paying. I'm not paying 150, 130, 180, 170. Like, I'm not paying that much for a PS2. 
Yeah, like, that's fucking ridiculous. Like, I'm actively refusing to pay that much for a PS2. Yeah, I can't imagine why. It seems like such a good and smart investment and great deal and not at all fucking stupid. Because, again, nostalgia is just... I'm not sure it's ever been this on fire in our lives. Well, I and I, I blame a lot of it on people being home for, like, six months yeah. in 2020 and realizing, like, oh, all that stuff that used to be fun is still fun. And I just haven't done any of this stuff in a long time. And like, I haven't played any of these games in forever, but Oh, they're super fun. And the, uh, the supply is now dwindling, but the demand is still there. So, um, yeah, that's, that's who I blame. I blame, uh, all the people who were stuck at home. Because I was not one of those people in 2020. I had to go to work every damn day. And I don't have a PS2. So, like, how's that fair? I feel like that's the only two judging uh, criteria for if your life is okay. If, number one, you got to have some time off during the pandemic. And, number two, if you have a PS2. I think those are your two. In this argument, those are the only two criteria. Well, uh, I'm sorry that at one point I uh, had a PS2 and I also got time off during the pandemic. See, I had a PS2 and I had so much stuff that, you know, I I, I had before college. And then when I went to college, I've been over this before. I, I don't know why I keep going over this wound where my parents got rid of all my stuff. And then I had to eventually pay more to buy back a lot of it because then I had to pay nostalgia prices for a lot of stuff and some stuff I was just like guess I'm never having that again yeah uh, my cousin and I were talking and at one point I was like if I could have three wishes from a genie and if there were like parameters where I couldn't wish for you know a trillion dollars or whatever like right. that or anything like that I was like, one of my simplistic wishes would be to have every video game and video game console I had in pristine working condition. Yeah, because I had, I legit, I remember going to Walmart and buying a copy of Earthbound for Super Nintendo that my parents got rid of. Yeah, I can't tell you how many super fucking expensive games I had, like, games that are worth seven seven hundred to twelve hundred dollars now i had several like chibi robo on gamecube paid ten dollars for it Ugh, i just uh bought rule of rose on launch day <sighs> bought rule of rose on launch day it hurts me i came back to visit the first time after i left for college and i was like where's all my stuff and they're like uh, we sent it to you. I'm like, Ooh. no, no, you did not. And they're like, uh, yeah, and then it's probably somewhere in the basement. No, it's not in the basement. I've looked in the basement. It's not there anymore. <laughs> it's not. They, they, they got rid of it all. They gave it all away or they sold it all. And my mom built a sewing room. Or a craft room. It's not just sewing, but it's all the, all the crafts. Um, that sucks. Yeah, that really, really sucks. Yeah, it does for me. 
but oh well, now we can all laugh at my pain, so it's okay. Well, I'll pull your butt out the next time I see you. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> That's all I ask. I'm a simple man. That's all I ask. Um, but geez, I'm looking down at the clock. I'm like, this has flown by. Holy shit, it has. This 56 minutes of epi- of show has, has flown by because, you know, I look at it and uh, I see. We're done. We're just about done here. And yeah. don't forget. TN2MShows.com. See, that's so much easier. I like that. I really like that. You go TN2MShows.com and sign up. You scroll all the way down to the bottom where it says keep in touch. And you fill out your name. You fill out your email address. Join the mailing list. We won't spam you. We won't bombard you with emails because it's us. We're kind of lazy. But what we will do is provide you with fun and new exclusive episodes every so often in your email for free. It doesn't even cost you anything. Patreon costs you money to get bonus stuff. This one, you just sign up for it. That's it. We're just giving it away to you. Yeah. Like, oh, a, like a whore on prom night. We're just giving it away. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that's, a, that, that's a that's a Chris, not also Chris statement. I uh, said it. I said it, and I will claim it. I'm so used to, uh, you know, you having your whole Patreon spiel. Yeah, I don't have that anymore. So tn2mshows.com. That's it, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you want to join in the conversation, hashtag FWB podcast on all your socials. We don't really care what it is as long as it's not Truth Social or Parlor. Um, and, yeah, we're going to be here doing shit for y'all. For the next few weeks. True story. We got to figure it out. I thought we, uh, I guess we might have when we're going on break. I don't know. We probably decided it and I just forgot. Yeah, but, we'll talk about it. Yeah. If I, guess, if, I don't know. I'm not going to make a guess on air, but no. Uh, but what we'll do is, uh, you know, while we're gone, would be a good time to be signed up for the email newsletter because you're mm-hmm. probably going to get a bonus in your email box. Mm hmm. That's that's the sound we need. Is that mm-hmm. we need that as a as a button? So until next time, my friends, we're gonna be here waiting on y'all, longingly, lovingly, for most of you. Some of you can go fuck yourselves. That's but true. Until then, my friends, stay safe, stay happy, keep doing what you're doing, <clears throat> and. Uh, we will still be here, continuing to be your friends. I can't top the burp with benefits. <laughs> <laughs>